0: When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit.
1: I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. The instructor is Casey Jones. Movie. Comic books. Movies based on comic books they Video games, toys, TV shows, morph on. Pro wrestling! It's still real to me, dammit! <laughs> All the things you got made fun of for in high school.
0: Come on, you fuckers! Think that just cause a guy reads comics he can't start uh, uh. shit?
1: So grab your action figures, bag and board those comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to... Talk Nerdy To Me! Hey, internet nerds. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> nicely done. Dorks. It's your host, Captain No, Nope. Kit. Damn it. One of these days. It's obi John Kenobi joining me, as always. As most of the time. As <laughs> uh, three-fourths of the time. Uh, the second runner-up in the Seth Rogen look-alike contest... The most creatively named man in all of podcasting, Koran. I feel like it's that Charlie Chaplin entered a Charlie Chaplin (laughs) mobile like contest and came in third situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And the other end of the upside down bar stool that is this show, the resident ambassador for, what do we say, Guns Beer and Titties? Yes. Guns Beer and Titties. I have to have a gun in my hand at all times. Thank you, Julian. <laughs> Hello, motherfuckers. <sighs> Three-fourths of us make up talk nerdy to me. Uh, yeah, Captain Chris is out uh, uh, playing grab-ass. I, I don't know. Yeah. Just mm. a lot of... Yeah, I, can, I I can't really, like, give the jerk-off motion <laughs> and not explain it. So <laughs> You can, but the viewers would also hear dead space and really confuse. Dead space or dead air? Dead air, there you go. Yeah. It. Uh, it's it's a basically video. a lot more frightening. Mm. A lot scarier. Uh, Too T- T- spoopy. Have, if we have any housekeeping to keep up on. Uh, if you're listening to the show, uh, you should definitely join the Just the Tip Club. Just the tip. Just mm. uh, check check once. Our, our tip jar. Just to see how it feels. <laughs> you I can promise it, I won't tell your mom. It's fine. <laughs> a single donation uh, or donation. He does donations. want to know if your mom's hot, though. She can watch you can make donations in the contribution of uh pictures of your mom to julian mm. uh send those to iheartstamos at gmail.com uh with the uh the uh, heading of is my mom hot or rate my mom or just for julian is fine yes um also send your incest stories there too mm. mostly brother sister but i'm good <laughs> with stepfather as well uh, and if you're still listening... Oh, God, I'm sorry. Uh, so now there's a petition to have me removed as a <laughs> host. <supposed to. laughs> It'll never happen. We talked about how used to those things are last week, or two weeks ago. That's fair. Uh, what else are we... Uh, so, super down the road, but you can see us live uh, October 11th, 12th, and 13th in Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Loserville. <laughs> At The Imaginarium Convention. Uh, just check out enter The, uh, the, the Imaginarium movie. of Dr. Parnassus? Yes, exactly or that Parnus- one. Parnassus? Parn- 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 Nuss- that movie was fucking terrible. So I didn't, bother. It was a Terry Gilliam movie, so I knew yeah. it would be garbage. Peter <laughs> good. Okay, one. Yeah. T- Time Bandits? Brazil was fucking terrible, too. I don't care what anybody says. Brazil's that. fucking weird. Yeah, I feel like it's. But it has Ninja Plumber Al, not Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's why <laughs> it's terrible. It's the, it's the rule of one. Like Terry Gilliam has the one good movie. Paul W S Anderson has the one good movie. One and a half. What's the half? Soldier's not terrible. It's Kurt Russell. Well, what's the one then? Uh, Event Horizon. Oh, see, I would swap it. I would give the one to Soldier. It's fair. I've never seen Soldier. It's Kurt Russell. Well, fair. <laughs> I should, I should fucking watch that yeah, god damn. What are we even talking about? God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so check out entertheimaginarium.com. We'll be there all weekend. Uh, we'll have a uh, after-hours show. Uh, it's still kind of in the works, so I'm not be promising stuff we don't deliver on. But, uh, yeah, I have be... a briefcase full of money that probably won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> but come say hi. Uh, check it out. Uh, there may be a promo code for discount tickets in the future, but we'll get back to that later. But in the meantime, check out entertheimaginarium.com. Uh, if you're an aspiring creative type, there's lots of seminars for writing, uh, how to do a podcast, cosplay, uh, it's really cool, it's different from a convention where it's like, it's a big room and hey, go buy shit. Um. I think I'm gonna go to the how to do a podcast class. We all need to. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Someone fucking needs to learn how to do that on the show. It's a con that started as sort of a writer's workshop and just sort of grew from there. So, Are these uh, the Magical Giraffe? Those are are just regular Skittles, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think they're both from a draft, but... Okay. That's my favorite commercial right now, by the way. Uh, We we need to do a topic at some point of, like, what drug do you think they were on when they made this commercial? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, All right. Well, that's not a topic today, but our first topic for today, um, Captain Koran... Captain yeah that's right mm-hmm. no you've been, been promoted Fairly. Captain Koran uh, uh, pitched this a couple weeks ago and we wanted to wait uh, and rather do a what are we excited for from E3 we thought it would be wait until it's, it's still going on isn't it no um, uh, the panels and the announcements are over it's now just uh, open floor because panels are just done for like industry and media mm-hmm. media god I wish they would emailed me back um <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, so it's industry and media, now it's open, like the show floor is, like, public, but I think gotcha. they only do a certain number of tickets, so. So now it's a giant open room where you can just go buy shit. And wait, like, two hours to play a game for 15 minutes. There you go. Mm. So, uh, skip all that shit, just listen to us. We're gonna give you the best of E3. Or check out our page, we <laughs> did several rundowns yes, of panels. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, The cream of the crop The things we're most excited about uh, the Stuff that came out of E3 um, Take it away Sergeant Koran uh, Oh I right. got demoted Damn that was <laughs> Damn, I'm just going to throw out Random ranks um, <laughs> Commodore Koran We'll, we'll kind of Work our way down the list And one of the things I was really stoked for I knew it was coming down The pipeline But uh, You know I fucking hate Nazis <laughs> and I love fucking shooting Nazis. I'm so excited for... There's no greater pastime. Yeah, for They've, Wolfenstein Youngblood, they're doing couch co-op that's available. Oh. Um They are also, like... it's You can play single player. It's apparently meant to be multiplayer. They are still wrapping it back into Wolfenstein The New Order, or The New Colossus. So uh, you're playing as BJ Blazkowicz's two twin daughters. And... Yeah, um, it just, it looks awesome. It's Wolfenstein, so it's over the top. It's very good. I just finished Old Blood uh, a couple weeks ago, and that franchise is fantastic. Yeah. Even if you don't care about the shooting Nazis, you know, the fluff, as Scott Cox would call it. Like, I love the games because they have a really great setting. It's like an alternate history. If the Germans won World War... Sorry, the Nazis won World War II, but if mm-hmm. they won it using crazy advanced technology and uh supernatural like monsters and shit basically like some of the only rumors you heard about nazis that weren't true which i'm sure they actually studied the occult because if hitler was giving his if he was giving soldiers meth and heroin to try and boost them up then i'm sure he was trying to like i'm sure someone was trying to cast spells to hail like yeah to but, hail uh, satan or some shit the the, the The world of the game is really fun because it's it's just sci-fi enough to you know without jumping the shark and going full like Halo, Uh, but the gameplay is some of the like most solid shooter gameplay. Like you pick up the controller and you just instinctively know what you're doing. Um, The weapon types are really interesting, um, especially if you're a gun nut because it's again it's like alternate history firearms, uh, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. you can dual wield pretty much anything. Uh, it uh, it's awesome. It's just a really <laughs> and fun series. I, I actually really like that it's what's called a gorilla shooter. So your health does not auto regen. It does up to a point. I think yeah. it'll auto regen twenty five. Like twenty five. Um, but I mean, I love the fact that it's like no, you can't just fucking run, gun, and then hide, and wait for everything to respawn. This isn't this isn't Halo. It's it's got just enough of that old school like pick up a health pack, uh, look for armor. Like, you know, how many games use armor anymore? Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's really fun. Uh, so I'm glad to see it's continuing on. Uh, yeah. I think I'm only two games behind now.
0: How many games are, are there you...
1: total? Total, total? Yeah. Or... Total, yeah, just, total. Just, like Wolfenstein, From, like, Umbrella. the old PC one yes. to now. Uh, I want to say, because, I mean, there were some... Much like Doom and Duke Nukem, there were some shitty, like, licensed to like playstation games mm-hmm. but mainline i would say seven i haven't played any except for the very first one no. and it holds a special place in my heart because when i got into like playing computer games that was the very first game i ever played was that one and it was so weird i was just rolling around you're going through that dungeon trying to find nazis like you said and it's just fucking weird well you're killing german shepherds and stuff yeah it's fucking awesome it was cool it was a it, good time it is the og for fps yeah, yeah. so wolfenstein 3d uh, I've got a two pack of New Colossus and Old Blood. If you want to borrow it, because okay. I just finished it. Uh, so. New Order and Old New, new Order and Old Blood. Sorry. New Colossus. Is, so there's new. There's a... New Order was the first one with like the alternate history, and then they go oh, back yeah. to do Old Blood, and then New Colossus. Yes. yes. Okay. And then so, now they've got a VR game that the name I can't remember, and Young Blood coming out. Okay. Okay. So I need New Colossus, guy learn something new cool no that's awesome dude uh yeah, i'm all on board anything wolfenstein especially uh we support here at tight nerd team we firmly support the platform of fuck nazis yeah and it was just uh I, you know i talked about it on on we talked about on the show and stuff before when they were like asked because you know they had to <laughs> the 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 new colossus the media frenzy that was surrounding that game was such a thing that they were actually called out and they were like So what do you, like, what do you have to say about, like, you're offending Nazis, you're offending, like, white supremacists, blah, 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 blah. And so they they put it on official letterhead, and they said, re-offending Nazis and white supremacists. Good. (laughs) It was signed from the president, and then, like, you know, they did their panel when they talked about New Colossus two years ago. And they actually said, because, you know, they were porting it to, like, they were going to put it on Switch. They were going to do, you know, everything, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, yeah, we just really want to bring our platform of fuck Nazis as far as we can. It's like, yeah. We support that. Yeah. Um. One game I'm super excited about, and this was announced earlier, but we got some more news about it at E3. Um. Which you could say about for both the games on my list, but, uh, um. it's been a really long time since we've got to run around in a third-person action-adventure game and just slice and dice people with a lightsaber. Mm. Uh, so I am super excited for everything we've seen about uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, this is out this November, so it's it's coming soon. Uh, it's a totally new story set in the time between... Hold on. Between... Episodes... Three and four during the time when the Jedi are all been hunted down and killed, you're playing a character who is hiding. Uh, they, they survived Order Sixty Six. I think he was like a, a Padawan. I don't think he was a full Jedi Knight. Um, living in the world where literally being a Jedi could get him killed. Uh, I don't know exactly what the story from that point is because they haven't told us. But at some point, you hook up with Saw Gerrera and his extreme rebel group yeah. uh, to go free Wookiees on Kashyyyk. Because uh, that's the gameplay we saw at E3. Uh, and it looks amazing. It looks like everything you want it to be from a Star Wars game. Uh, there's some platforming elements to it that look a lot like Uncharted. Where you're swinging on vines and climbing cliffs and using your force powers to like push... Um, logs and stuff over to make bridges, Uh, fluidly going into combat, which looks fast-paced and awesome, Uh, using your Force powers, and they've incorporated some new Force powers. Uh, Very famously, in Force Awakens, we saw Kylo Ren freeze a blaster bolt in midair. That's apparently an ability you can do in uh, um, Jedi Fallen Order, because at one point, the main character freezes a blaster bolt in midair, Force pulls the Stormtrooper who shot it to him, Puts the Stormtrooper in front of him and then unfreezes the bolt, shooting the Stormtrooper with their own bolt. That's awesome. And that wasn't like a cutscene. That was just (laughs) in-game. So, I'm pumped. Um, So wait, is this the same timeline as Force Unleashed? So Force Unleashed is not technically canon. Oh. But yes, it's between that same timeline. Again, I don't know exactly how, I don't know how close to New Hope we are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Saw Gerrera is still alive, so it's pre-Rogue 1. Um, which, that's like two days before A yeah, New exactly. Hope. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's about as close as I can give you. Yeah. Um, they've kept a lot of things under wraps still, which I'm excited about. Um, check my notes. That's a weird timeline that they we keep going back to between 3 and 4. Well, I just picked up uh, Jedi Outcast mm-hmm. on GameCube. Mm-hmm. It also takes place just before A New Hope. I mean, there's only 19 years to play with, oh, yeah. or 16 years. 19, whatever 16 yeah. to 19 depending on how the years rotate with the three moons and all that bullshit three suns <laughs> and all that bullshit <laughs> but uh it's just so weird that we keep going back to that fucking well like there's thousands upon thousands of years before episode one why the fuck do we keep staying in that one fucking little section I don't get it yeah I want to go back I want the fucking Darth Bane I want to go back yeah. to the rule the establishment of the rule of two and all that shit I want thousand years prior to Vader that'd be cool that would be tight um but since we're not getting that uh at least not yet um you've also got a droid with you called bd1 uh that you use to hack into consoles uh stuff like that yeah it looks cool and i read one review that said it all looks good but it all looks like stuff we've gotten before it looks like a newer more polished version of force unleashed Which is fucking awesome. I am totally 100% fine with that. Yeah, uh, because I also went back and double-checked. Force Unleashed 2 came out in 2010. It's been almost a decade since we've gotten to do any of this shit in a video game. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm just setting a low bar that I just want to slice and dice Stormtroopers with a lightsaber. What was the last good Star Wars? I mean, obviously Battlefront was okay, but it ate itself. Lego Star Wars, I guess? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Lego Star Wars or Knights of the Old Republic. And KOTOR was how long ago? That was, was like, in college. That was so. like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, KOTOR was probably about 15 years ago. Yeah, every bit. I was on the original Xbox. Can we just remaster it? that shit, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to print money. Well, then uh, the people that did uh, Mass Effect made KOTOR too. Goddamn. Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay, sorry. Possibilities. <laughs> uh, but no, so I'm excited for it. Um, I've already pre ordered it. Uh, I'm hyped. Um, it doesn't come out till November? November. Fuck. So it'll be about a month before the new movie hits. Mm. Not that it's going to spoil the new no. movie, I don't think. Again, I don't know. It's fucking better not. When they first announced the, uh, that it was happening, they just gave us a title uh and i was like oh that sounds cool i'm assuming you play as a jedi so that sounds cool to me and then they now they let some story stuff leak and like you're playing as a jedi who survived order 66 and now you're in hiding because literally you being alive is an affront to the empire i'm like so you're obi-wan basically well i was like well is that my I was like okay so am i playing as obi-wan or is this a kanan uh jairus from star wars rebels game because that would be badass mm-hmm. um there's a big time frame in, in Canon's life that the shows didn't touch on. Some of the novels and comics kind of did. But uh, I'd be all for a Rebels game. That'd be cool. Yeah, and then it it's not. It's a new character. I was going to say, I think the most important thing is this is also kind of EA's apology for Battlefront 2. They yeah, already said so, no in-game purchases, no DLC. This is, I think they said it's going to be between a 15-20 to 20 hour game and what is on the disc is it. And I don't think... There's been a lot of no DLC stuff, and I think it, it's it, we're kind of lumping no DLC into a, a big umbrella term. I think mostly what they mean is no loot boxes and no pay to win. There will definitely be DLC down the road, whether I, it's change your outfit DLC or maybe some added levels. But like, I'll even go as far as to say I, I really think they have so much making up to do for Battlefront 2. I think anything, if they put out extra levels or extra outfits or whatever, I think they'll make it free. Fair, it's uh, so what The Witcher did. And all, all their DLC yeah. was free. So oh yeah, that's how that. you get another TV show You They're get that free yeah. shit. They're pointing that to Switch too. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. Fuck yeah. Julian, what you got? I don't have shit. <laughs> so it's okay. as we all know, I was telling John about this while you were taking a shit a few minutes ago. Sure. Um, I. I'm still playing Grand Theft Auto 5. Actually, so I just restarted playing that. I'm like f- literally three years behind everyone, so I didn't think it would do me any good to look up anything about a video game Fair that's enough. getting released in the next year, because I'm not going to play it until 2021. So. <laughs> At the earliest. At the earliest. How's Mario Odyssey, by the way? fucking awesome I'm still playing it sweet yeah. I beat it and then I'm going back and I'm I oh, it's all, and like you actually started playing it yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> sweet. yeah. Okay. I beat it and then I'm back going through again where you collect all the extra power yeah. moons and I'm I just got to the dark side of the moon so I'm killing the rabbits for the third fucking time yeah Kill. but it's oh, awesome it's... but I've been playing Cuphead too and that game fucking sucks it's so hard oh you playing on switch yeah Yeah, I, I, I knew better <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew better um I can just I can go all day. There was so much. I've entry. got one more, but go ahead. Um, I'll do a couple quick ones then. Uh, Link's Awakening is going to have a dungeon builder attached to it so you'll be able to make levels for your friends to play. That's badass. Um, limited Run Games announced, speaking of Star Wars, that they are doing a uh, Shadows of the Empire port over to PS4 and Xbox One, or no, just PS4. Uh, you know, it's limited, so it's going to be one of those things that's, they probably only do like twenty five 2,500 to 3,000 copies But I fucking love that game on 64. I'm really excited for that. Um, Like I said, Witcher 3 being ported to Switch. Uh, No More Heroes 3 I'm super excited about. Nintendo's is the most recent one in my mind because that was yesterday. Banjo-Kazooie coming to Smash Brothers is fucking awesome. I'm excited that Rare and Nintendo are working together again. Please give us HD Banjo-Kazooie on Switch. That game was awesome. Time out, time out. Rare Nintendo were working together, and you want an HD reboot of what game? Banjo Kazooie. What game? Goldeneye. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think the most likely the most likely one is going to be something like Banjo Kazooie because that's right It was like down to that point where when they ported Diddy Kong Racing over to the DS and 3DS, they had to replace Banjo as a driver in one of the games, or in the game. Huh. So. Um alright. No, that's awesome. A- another big one. I'm assuming I'm not gonna steal this from you. Uh Cyberpunk 2077. Go for it. It's the people that made Witcher 3 at CD Project Red. Um the you know the Keanu moment on their on their panel was amazing, and then having him show up was great. You know, the everything about that. Like, Is it, he even in the game? Yes. He's I mean, apparently going to be your like, uh, you know, Lester in GTA Five, the dude who like sets up the heist and shit for yeah, you. Yeah, he's going to be that kind of character. I think. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, they they still haven't said a lot about the story, which I fucking love. All they've shown you is a lot of the world, and they showed you like a very small amount. And uh, the supposed to be very Blade Runner esque. Yeah, right, yeah, to be very Blade Runners. Apparently, it's based off an old tabletop game. Sure. That they bought the rights for, I'm sure. If Scott Cox was here he would rant for 15 <laughs> minutes and no one would give a shit about it. He probably something. has the original code book uh, yeah. somewhere in his library here. Um but I mean it looks amazing. I'm you know, I didn't want to get on the hype train and then I saw like the initial trailer, I think like 8 months to a year ago and I was like holy fucking shit this looks awesome. Is this going to be like the Norman Reedus game like we all get super excited <laughs> about it and it doesn't come out for 5 fucking years? No, they've already got a the release date is 32020. Okay. There you go. When is that Norman Reedus weird baby ghost game? Death list? Stranding still does not have a release date. Goddamn, happen. Fucking, isn't Co- that a Hideo Kojima game? Yeah, Co- motherfucker. Co- well, the rumor is it's because Sony didn't announce anything, and it's a PlayStation. It's going to be a, a PlayStation exclusive game,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and PlayStation's doing some thing on their own. I guess they're appearing at some <laughs> other big convention and doing a panel there for their big releases, which is probably going to feature last of us 2 release date a death stranding release date and i don't fucking know what else but what was that last zombie game with the weird biker that was super boring out here Days gone yeah they're gonna apologize for that they fucking better um <laughs> it's already down to 20 bucks bought it release day mm. did it just come out like two months ago came out on my birthday okay that was yeah Came out on my fucking birthday. Spider-Man came out, well, like a year ago, and it just went down, too. I, think. Yeah, I need to pick that up. We were talking about buying that. I need to pick that up. I'll, p- I'll play it in two years. <laughs> I bought that when... <laughs> with all the DLCs have. They did one of those, like... Uh, it was like a Pro Day thing at GameStop. It was buy two, get one free on use. So I got the Resident Evil 2 remaster, Just Cause 4, and Spider-Man for, like, 80 bucks. That's awesome. Nice. But, yeah. Spider-Man I, is the I like perfect segue. You know exactly yeah. where it's going. Because it's also <laughs> going to be a sled rendition of nerds are dumb or whatever we call that topic. I hate nerds. We hate nerds. There you know. go. Um look, it's me. Uh, I tend to get more excited about licensed properties in video games cuz I'm a weird guy like that. Uh, now that that being said, I'm not exclusively that weird. You're the but, guy. But you're the guy who bought the Thor tie-in game that when the first movie came yeah, out. Yeah, and I'm mad at myself cuz I can't find it now, so I'm going to have to re-buy it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to re-buy it. Cuz I want it like 360. I want to be Thor. That bad. That's why I still have God of War, because it's the closest thing I've gotten to a Thor oh, game no. since then. Uh anyway, speaking of Thor, um the big news from E3, this is a project that was initially announced two years ago. Uh and by that I mean the uh, Square Enix announced they were working on a project with Marvel Games. Then it was released that it's going to be an Avengers game, and then uh, this past uh, weekend on E3, we got our first look at what will be uh, Marvel's The Avengers from Square Enix. Um, I'll get to the fans, nerds are dumb shit in a minute, but this is a full-out action-adventure story-driven game with The Avengers... Um, The storyline that they even set up uh, for the first campaign, anyway, uh, is... The Avengers are unveiling uh, a new helicarrier they've built with some uh, experimental technology. Shit goes bad. Lots of people end up getting killed. Avengers get blamed for it. The Avengers disassemble. The story picks up five years later when you have to reassemble the Avengers to counter a big threat that's just popped up. They're being extremely vague about it. I'm fine with yeah, that. This is awesome. I'm fine with that. Uh, their voice cast was amazing if you're a nerd for voice cast people um nolan north is is tony stark that should be all i need to tell video Uh, game nerds i think troy baker is doing thor yep uh, you know if you're if you're a nerd and you listen to the show you have to know what critical role is he's one of the voice actors on that but and john dimaggio is doing a voice yes i think you're right bender Uh, the robot (laughs) bender bending rodriguez (laughs) bender bending rodriguez uh most importantly and the reason i'm so excited for this first of all it looks really good um second of all they're saying all the right things about this game yeah. um it's an action oriented uh story driven game they want it to feel as cinematic as possible in the the short like trailer we got to see it looks like you go seamlessly from cutscene into you're in the action now um the first bunch of avengers you see we've seen you can play as are the big five you'd want you've got cap thor hulk iron man black widow my favorite part of the entire presentation is as soon as the trailer gets done cutting, they cut back to the audience reaction, and you just hear one guy yelling out, Where's Hawkeye? And I was like, that's fucking awesome. Because uh, they start giggling. Uh, the guys in the presentation do, uh, which lets me know he's coming down the road. They uh, actually already announced that that he's going to be one of the first DLC characters. So let's, let's see. that's what I'm getting to. Um, they're talking about no loot boxes. No pay-to-win scenarios, not no DLC. Uh, they they already said there will be new characters and new storylines, and they dropped the term new regions, which lets me think that there might be a bit of an open world where, like, New York is unlocked in sections, and, like, you know, like, the Baxter building is locked until, like, that becomes a DLC, yeah. and then the Fantastic Four come in, or Queens is locked until that becomes a, a DLC, and then Spider-Man comes in, like, stuff like that. Uh, but... Th- the way they're talking, this is going to be the game you pick up and you play this for years to come, because every six months a year, whatever, there's new characters, new storylines, the universe they're really trying to build an Avengers video game universe. and I love that idea. And this is definitely one of those things where this will be because uh, you know they announced Project Scarlet is officially coming next year. Um, that's the new Xbox console. This will be something that will probably be a Project Scarlet port, like yeah. it'll be a day or like it'll be a day one game for that. Uh, so, wait, like, Taskmaster's in this? He's in the trailer. Uh, he's he's at least one of the villains. So we also we got a, got a glimpse of of their version of Taskmaster. Uh, we see Abomination. We see a character people are thinking might be Galactus uh, because that's the other thing with this game is, and me and Julian talked about this a bit before the game, but. The reason I'm glad this is not an MCU tie-in, this is completely ground-up Square Enix using the Marvel license to build their own version of the Marvel Universe. Uh, Because it's a video game, rights don't mean a damn thing. If it's a Marvel character, they can put them in the game. Hit monkey. <laughs> that could happen. Uh, it, it's why I loved Ultimate Alliance is because, especially in the era of Ultimate Alliance, when Marvel was divvied up by so many companies, Ultimate Alliance was awesome because it was a video game. Doesn't matter who's got the movie rights if it's a Marvel character, it could be in the game yeah. somewhere. Uh, and that's that's what gets me really excited about uh, this project with Square Enix. Number one, they're saying all the right things. Yeah. Um, it looks awesome. The gameplay looks fantastic. Uh, it looks like they want this to be a real sort of investment and that you're not just going to plop out your 60 bucks, uh, play one storyline and then be done with it. And then maybe get like some DLC down the road. Like they want this to be the game you keep playing for years. They want this to be an entire video game universe of Marvel. I love that idea. And it has been way too fucking long since we've gotten a good Avengers or Marvel game. Uh, Ultimate Alliance was fantastic, but the last one of those came out in, what, like, 2009, 2010? I was pretty sure I was still in college, so, yeah, a fucking while ago, pre-2008. And other than that, you've got, like, you know, a bunch of mobile games. You had all those crappy Atari tie-in games uh, for, like, Iron Man. Like, the Phase 1 movies all had shitty tie-in games. Uh, But we haven't had any good, like, Marvel property games in a while. No, I do not count Lego Marvel uh, Lego games are fun, but I want something a little more in-depth and grown-up than that. Yeah, hey, just, be... just let me say one thing. Fuck you, those Lego games are awesome. Those Lego, Lego Star Wars games are fantastic. Uh, I Lego to make Lego Marvel superheroes. The, the only thing that pissed me off about that is you have to 100% the game, and then you unlock Deadpool, and it's like, oh, there's nothing else left to do in the fucking game now. Now you can have Deadpool, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, my only problem with the Lego games is that you know, they struck while the iron was hot, and it be ba- basically became Guitar Hero. Yeah. Like, we pumped out seven or eight different iterations in one year, and then it's like, oh, I don't really care anymore. Yeah. With uh, the first Lego, I remember being in college, and Captain Chris telling me, and uh, a copy of Game Informer, hey, look, they're making a Lego Star Wars game. I'm like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, it's Star Wars, but Lego Star Wars in a video game. I'm like, that's what's the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard who would buy that that's ridiculous he's like i'm getting it and then <laughs> it came out he's like hey lego star wars is here And i'm like let me see how terrible this game is and like six hours later i was like oh dude i gotta go home because uh, that game was awesome and i ate crow on that it was fantastic but yeah they really overstayed their welcome because like i remember picking up uh lego Indiana jones and being super excited for it and like it was fun but that was gonna be my example about like mm-hmm. yeah because other than Indy, there's no one else who's really fun to play as. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's uh, that's Guitar Hero Aerosmith. Like, who gives a shit? I you know? still own LEGO DC Super Heroes 3, I think it is, because they had DLC for Arrow. So I bought it. Uh, I haven't played it since I got it, but it's there. I uh, think the biggest problem with all those was that they actually had the characters start talking. Yeah, Like, it was way better and way more... I don't know, original, like when they just kind of winked and Had nodded and made yeah. noises. Wait, yeah. yeah, the Charlie yeah. Brown's mom. Yeah. You're just like, this is way more original and fun. Now you got voice actors and I'm like, just shut the fuck up. Just yeah. bark at each other. Don't uh, just give me fucking text to read while they're like Charlie Browning moms at, or Charlie Brown's momming it. Yeah. Well, that's like, sure. <laughs> when, it, when it was Lego Star Wars, it was just them reenacting scenes yeah. from Lego or from Star Wars in Lego. That was funny. That was like, we yeah. all knew what the scene was. We just that like, they could just make a joke about it. Yeah. When they got to DC superheroes, 3, Super Villains Takeover, or whatever the fuck the game is called, it was full-on original stories. And that's when, it, for me, started to kind of lose its appeal a little bit. Yep. But uh, to bring it back. So, Square Enix, Marvel's Avengers. Uh, the one thing I haven't talked about yet, but this is, like, if you're not sold on the game yet, this is the huge selling point. Full frontal nudity. Hulk's donger. <laughs> Yeah, you, you Had, stole, stole this, my thunder. <laughs> Do you think? I know we've talked about this on like. Oh, here was we it ball rats? Like, is the things dick made of rock? It I mean, it be. would have to be. Okay, it'd be weird if it was just like one floppy. pile But since of it's horses. a rock, does it get bigger, or is it always Ooh. just? Fucking? I mean, so is he? Is he walking around? With a rock hard hard on all the time. Oh. Yes, because he's always rock hard. And how does he bang, what's her name, Ashley Masters? Carefully. Yeah. With okay. gusto? <laughs> with gusto. There's a reason she's she's blind and in a wheelchair now. Ha! <laughs> uh, and Anyways. remember, Mr. Fantastic. He's a grower, not a shower. Um, boom. Boom. The game can be played, Square Enix Avengers can be played full single player or, and this is the part that I literally blew my wad on, co-op. Meaning me and three of my friends, I don't know where I'd find three friends, but if I had three friends that all had a PlayStation 4 and this game, we could all log on together and literally be our own Avengers group. I don't want to wait to play until 2022 when Julian finally buys it. We'll buy him his own copy, it's Okay. I, I will be honest, this sounds way more interesting than fucking Friday the 13th. Just, just, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, this hope, is something I could get into. Hopefully, it'll, it'll be a bit better, too. Uh, so, yeah, the whole that's game. a low bar. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, fuck you, fuck Gun, you Media. Gun Media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, again, the whole game storyline can be played through single player or uh, multiplayer. I'm assuming there will be some kind of alternate multiplayer mode, different game modes to play online and stuff. They, they haven't announced a whole lot of that yet, but I'm assuming that's coming. Um, that cinched it for me, uh, and I'm really excited because if you look back at, like, the best IP games are ones that aren't directly tied to, like, a certain part of the IP. So, like, no one fucking talks about Batman Begins the Video Game. That exists. It's not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. When people talk Batman video games, their mind immediately goes to the Batman Arkham series because they took the character... And did their own thing with it. They created their own Arkham-verse of Batman characters, and we loved that. The Spider-Man game for Sony did the same thing. It took Spider-Man and all of his supporting characters and made their own Spider-Man universe for the game. This is taking the Avengers and doing exactly that. We're taking this IP, the Avengers, Marvel, and we're making our own version of this universe for these video games. Uh, I'm super excited about that, and I bring up that whole point because it leads to my next one, which is fuck you, nerds. If I see one more goddamn post about you captured their stunt doubles, I swear to God, I'm going to send Julian after you. I'm just going to let him off the leash. I'm going to give him your home address, and whatever happens, happens. It's going to be like the end of James and Bob. I'm going to show up pretty. We're both going to show up pretty drunk, and then I'm just going to narrate while Julian just beats the ever-loving shit out of you because I'm right there with you, man. I don't know when the MCU became everyone's default for if it doesn't look like the movies, it's not real. But I am fucking furious about all the people bitching about how the characters look cheap or look like the Kmart version of the Avengers. Or... And look, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. Cap's costume looks kind of stupid. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It looks like someone bought a bunch of army surplus shit. My and only victory is it on. looks like Black Widow has, like, big 80s hair. That no, is... it looks like grit at every convention <laughs> we've ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> So this is just, I love it, because now he's just going to look like a bigger asshole every time I see him. I'm fucking weak. (laughs) Uh, He's not, I mean, he's definitely not going to listen to this. I'll tell him you should listen to this episode. (laughs) Uh, Dear, dear friend of the show, Ken Kirk, went on, like, probably a three-paragraph rant about how much he hates people, like, hating on their own interpretations of characters, and, you know, he went on this rant about, like, Not everyone has to look like Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Yeah. They don't have to look like those characters. Um, But yeah, I'm right there with you. It's so idiotic. I don't... That's the cinematic universe. Yeah. I'm happy to be playing somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, Leads me to one of my favorite things, which is read a fucking comic. um, Because there are so many splinter universes of Marvel. Uh, That's the fun of stuff like this is, hey, here's a new interpretation of the characters we love. I don't know why we all... Have all I don't know why all these bandwagon fucking nerds uh, are suddenly on the whole if it doesn't look like the MCU, it's not really Marvel shit. Um, so first we, off, they can't afford to pay those cocksuckers any more money. Like, Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. almost bankrupted them by... He made, like, a billion dollars himself, so... Shut the fuck up. Yeah, he has enough money to just clean the oceans now. Well, no, I... Well, I don't want this to be an MCU tie-in game. No. Like I get plenty of the MCU in the MCU. Yeah. I can watch one of the 25 fucking movies they have. Uh or the streaming shows that are about to start hitting in November. Like there's plenty of MCU content out there. I'm excited or the for Netflix this shit. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited mm-hmm. for this because it's a new interpretation, a new version of these characters and knowing how video games are nowadays, uh I'm sure at some point there'll be a MCU costume DLC pack where you can make your your you know take all the costumes from the movie and put them on your characters. They already talked about being able to pick your character and customize them. So I don't think it's like a build your own character, but like if you want to play as Thor, for example, you can customize that version of Thor. I don't know how intense they're gonna get with it. Fat Thor. Hell yeah. Uh, if it's just like what powers you use or if you can actually change the costuming a bit if they're gonna bring in multiplayer stuff I would imagine there's some costume swapping uh if fucking uh Injustice 2 can have an entire like gear loot system to customize your character I don't see why this kind of game wouldn't um I mean not the gear box or the loot boxes but but you know, having gear you can pick up the uh, game. I, I do have one final thing yeah go if they bring in well no about this and then yeah, yeah. I still have one more thing about E3 okay. um if they bring in Deadpool... God damn it. I knew it was going to be something fucking Deadpool. <laughs> well, no, no. I was just going to say they have to bring in Nolan North because he voiced them in the game. But he's already Tony Stark. That man has range. <laughs> <laughs> that man has fucking range. No, I'm sure... Again, if this, I hope this game succeeds. I hope it surpasses our wildest dreams because it sounds like an awesome idea. Uh, just imagine an MCU that you get to play in. Uh, and and you get to kind of have a hand in creating. Just I, I love the idea of every you know whatever whatever it ends up being every three months, every six months, every year, uh, new characters, new storylines, the universe itself changing uh, with each new like update. Like that sounds awesome. Please God, go back to making the scrolls villains. <laughs> you fucking idiots. I think they'll still be villains in the MCU, but that's yeah. so that movie came out on Blu-ray like Tuesday. Did anybody even care? I I think we've all been on record of, like, it's not great. It's not uh, terrible. It's not great. You know, we've talked about it. It's very... uh, I think a lot of people are just... We're origin story sick. Uh, Especially somebody that's got a really shitty origin. Well, she's got a cool... (sighs) No. No, no, no. No, I'm going to... Carol Danvers in the comics has an origin story. If you go from Carol Danvers to get to Captain Marvel, you've got like 60 years of backstory. Because she's only been Captain Marvel since like 2012. Mm -hmm. They jumped the gun in the movie. They didn't want to go through all that stuff. So they went with, what's the most recent version of Carol and how can we backstep into that with as few steps as possible? And give her a terrible haircut. Whatever. Uh, I think Honest Trailer said it best when it's like, it's a very lackluster movie. If it's, I'll use their own wording. If it's the meat in an Avengers Endgame Infinity War sandwich, it's very disappointing because yes. those movies are, are, are on a whole different level. Uh, if it's just being compared to like the Phase One origin movies, it's pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Because, mm. but, it, but now we're like you said, very origin fatigued. So, uh, but yeah, Captain Marvel. Not our time. So one more thing about E3. Yeah, and go. Then, I'll, then we're done. No, we're good. Probably the thing that had me the most excited was I'm sitting there and I'm watching this uh, this trailer starts and I got so fucking sick of hearing world premiere during the goddamn Xbox panel. <laughs> um, but this was awesome. You start and it's a guy running through the woods and uh, he's just running, running, running. He like, sees shit that like flashes and it scares the fuck out of him. He just keeps running and he enters this cabin. And all of a sudden, like, he lifts up his camera and, you know, it starts back about, like, hey, let's go find this missing boy. And it says it's based in 1996. And, you know, there's the camera stuff, so I'm like, holy shit, it's Outlast 3. And then they mention Black Hills Forest. I'm like, why does this sound so fucking familiar? Why does Black Hills Forest, like, I couldn't let that go. And then all of a sudden, it, it you know, the guy ends up back in the same cabin Something happens, it knocks down the camera again, and it looks like it's going back into the same thing. And when it does that, it's them walking into the woods, and it pans up, and you see the fucking Blair Witch logo. That game looks amazing. It's probably going to be dog shit, but that trailer, like... Was, I, I probably sent that trailer to no less than, like, six or seven people. Talk about. Are you picking out specific Skittles to eat, Julian? Yeah. Okay. Fuck the lemon and the orange ones, but I love sour apple. Okay. Really? Lime can suck my dick. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that right now. I've gotten in fights with, he's like, not... people I consider
0: fans. Dear friends. Dear, dear I saw friends. him and
1: Adriana go ten rounds about this one night. Yeah, he's not yeah, yeah. Yeah, I nice. do not fucking care for lime. He's, he's, not, a, he's not a citrus s- guy. Well, there, and that's man. the thing is, I, it definitely didn't. They didn't need three citrus flavors in one bag, so I understand why they switched to sour. Apple. I agree to disagree. <laughs> Continue with Lerwitz, um, Blair Witch. But my bad, I didn't mean to derail us by eating fucking skittles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean Blair Witch just looks awesome, and in a time where I feel like horror games are having a really good resurgence, because I feel like uh, Doom Eternal looks like it's going in a very bullet hell. Um, yeah. direction where it's just going to be swarms and swarms of enemies that can kill you in various ways uh, I'm, I was excited to see a true horror style game get a uh, a good showing and they kept this game under wraps Yeah, really fucking well I hadn't heard word one of this no, I heard about it uh, from a, a YouTuber I watch who's a big horror guy and I uh, know that like, it looks interesting um I think it might be like the best horror game I played in a while was probably Resident Evil Seven, uh, which we've we talked probably about. Probably been one of the best horror. Yeah, games I, I'm trying best. to think, like, yeah, this if done right, this could kind of take the throne because I, I think inherently the the story in the world of Blair Witch is much more interesting as a participant than a spectator. Yeah, I mean the the, the horror bar has been set high over the past five years with Outlast, uh, Alien Isolation, uh, Until Dead Dawn. By Dawn, Until Dawn, Until Dawn, Sorry, uh, Until Dawn. Um, Resident Evil 7 The Resident Evil 2 remake People still talk about The fucking PT trailer PT game uh, That was supposed to be The playable t- Or it was the playable Trailer for Silent Hills Which got cancelled So I mean, I feel like Especially a franchise That is as beloved As the Blair Witch Project And the Blair Witch a- As a whole Is beloved really The word? Uh, for the first movie Absolutely and I was say lo- like Book of Shadows Even with Jeffrey Donovan in it Fucking Really? That- Fucking really? Yeah, I don't care for that movie. Uh, I would love to see the original edit come out before they fuck the whole thing up. Uh, but I'm one of the few people who enjoyed the reboot, cool, whatever it was. Player Witch, yeah, the movie that has the same title as the first movie, but is somehow both a sequel and a reboot of the franchise. But it's, but it's not. But it's technically not, because it's not the Blair Witch pro- project, it's just you're Blair Witch. You're right, you're Witch. right, you're right. It is just Blair Witch. They went like the Fast and the Furious <laughs> route, where they dropped the, from both things at one point, and just called the movie Fast, fast and furious. furious. Not the Fast and the Furious, yeah. I know, I enjoyed that, I know a lot of people hated it, uh, I think it had the same problem as the first one, which is like, it's very backloaded. Uh, like it, it gets kind of groaning until the last mm-hmm. act finally hits. My but... issue with Blair Witch was they introduced so many cool concepts. Time travel, um, drones, like, all this interesting shit that was only used, like, once. Yeah. Oh, my God, we've been walking through woods for five days. What are you talking about? It's been ten hours. Okay, the time shit stuff does kind of come back, but it's not... Yeah. Like, it's it's a little more subtle. But anyway, anyway. anyway. No, that, that title coming up, like, that's cool. I'm glad to see someone uh, doing something with that property. And, again, I think, like, the, the, the lore of that world is much more interesting if you're the person walking through the woods, not the person watching someone walk through the woods. Yeah. So, if done right, that could be really cool. Uh, more horror games. Hell yeah. Anything else? Fuck that. E3? I read you guys. I played Resident Evil 4, like, only during the daylight hours, so. <laughs> and Resident Evil 4 is like the first, Well, it had some creepy fucking shit in it. It really did. What was the doctor that had the... the what did they call him? Something. Something doctor something. But he's the guy with the uh, wool sack over his head and was chasing with a chainsaw oh yeah uh the very Dr. Zhivago but that nah, movie it was just so scary something like that with the first boss who was like the big dude in the fucking trench coat yes and then like when you fight him in the barn he like busts in half yeah uh the, the, the weird like zombie druid vampire guy things the the those are fucking the, weird the midget in like the 1700s clothing that yeah. like leads them yeah whole bunch of creepy shit in those games a little bitch game. you couldn't go faster than two mile an hour on all the escort missions. Fuck! Anyways. I'm still waiting for my Alien Isolation sequel. And no, Alien Blackout doesn't count. Mobile games are night games. <laughs> Fight me. Uh, I've been playing, what is it, Homescapes? I don't know. Sure. It's like a Candy Crush knockoff. Okay. Whatever. Mm. Fuck it. Fight me. Okay. <laughs> Not going to argue with you on that one. Uh, so... That is our... E3 rebel Yeah, E3 is done. Uh, sadly, because we're doing this live, uh, I do not have any... Um, Martha Gildner reads the classics for us this week. Martha I apologize. Martha Gildner reads the classics. Maybe I do, apparently. <laughs> uh, I don't have one for you this week. I apologize. We'll make sure next week's is extra most good. Mm. Uh, so... Yeah, I had no transitional effect. I'm so. actually, I, I realize I wasn't on the show last week. I'm going to go back and listen to it just to see, just to hear the Martha Gildner one. Last week's was epic. Um, Is it going to make me happy? I epic. didn't even get to fucking hear it because we were having technical difficulties. We were having really bad. It last, uh, I'll just tell you, last week's was... Uh, uh, for the, the text thread made it seem rough. Yeah, last week's was the speech from Independence Day. If my memory shouldn't be correct. Yeah. Yeah, Last week wasn't too bad. Uh, the week before was when, god awful. When you weren't on because it took us about an hour to get going and then... Uh, well, leave this in. Just leave this in. Hear us rant about how the, the fucking technical issues we've been having. Uh, because my mic just randomly kept cutting out. Hmm. It said it was registering on the Discord site and everything. So I, I would just have to literally close Chrome, reopen it, go back to the Discord thing and then jump back on. So we left Skype because it was getting us technical issues and the audio quality wasn't that great. We went to Discord. We've been on Discord for about a year. Year Years. And it had been fine. And then all of a sudden the last, like, four weeks have been dog shit. Last week it got so bad it literally just dropped our call. I think the the Discord issue is I think they're gaining more and more popularity because people are leaving well they're not leaving. chat, but I mean there are uh, streamers like people like that who if you want to like if you're not watching on Twitch they still have like chat threads that kind of yeah. stuff like there are Patreons for people where you can be added to their Discord chats and they'll chat with you with that kind of shit there are game like there are plenty of subreddits for like specific video games that uh-huh. also have Discord channels shit yeah. so I think what it is is they are they're growing too fast yeah they're growing too fast to maintain their own level of uh they can't keep up with their popularity right so this week's will sound good we're all sitting live um so it might be up a couple of days later but it'll it'll sound good uh again last week the first half wasn't terrible we had some lag issues then it just dropped our fucking call together once we recalled in things seemed to go pretty well uh technically wise it seemed to be okay uh i've been going back and re-listening to them but uh if you if you had listened to some of those past episodes, where it sound, uh, you, uh, and you just like that, to- yeah, <laughs> we we apologize. Um, and you just get to hear us go, John, Chris, there's, there's also just a lot of fucking dead air, yeah. uh, where you can tell like we're not sure, like someone's finished talking, and then there's just silence because we're all not sure. Wait, were they done or did they cut out? Yeah. Uh. Basically, in short, we're saying we're aware of the issues, we're trying to get better, we're sorry. Please stick with it. Uh, We will get them turned around at some point, Uh, even if it means finding another service to use. uh, We'll get them straightened out. Uh, There's our transition. So, our final topic today uh, comes from a conversation this is a fun story. So, um, Lieutenant Coran and I were hanging out. Yeah, I didn't even get to be a corporal. I'll get to it. There's okay. plenty of ranks in the alphabet. Better than a buck, Sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> rear Admiral Koron and I. <laughs> of course he's the rear admiral. Uh, we were randomly watching the movie Fear. Uh, because the third in a really strange triple feature. It was 90s night. So we started out with, I mean, we kind of blew our wad early with oh, yeah. the immortal classic, Airborne. You ever see that one? The Airborne. The rollerblading movie that has Seth Green in it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw about eight minutes of it. And I'm so fucking clumsy that I couldn't skate, so I'm like, I'm not watching this bullshit. No, well, that, that was a Josh Coran classic when we were younger. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's a beautiful time capsule of how fucking weird the 90s you, you, were you can tell how popular it is because it's a uh, it's like a Warner Brothers like vault classic or something shit. which they they do a preview for him at the beginning and it is so fucking bad because I didn't recognize a single other movie on the list Warner Brothers knows these aren't going to make money if they mass produce them so they do print to order wow. DVDs so it's sort of like Cruising the Criterion collection and then finding The Rock. The Rock is a Criterion movie? and that's getting added to the Criterion. I think think it's Criterion. Um, Anyway, uh, so on our 90s quest, we ended up watching uh, the movie Fear um, from, was it 96? Mm -hmm. Um, With Reese Witherspoon and Marky Mark Wahlberg and Gil Grissom from CSI. And Chick from Judging Amy. I think that's all the people we spotted. Um, Alyssa Milano. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alyssa Milano. How could I forget that? Um, But it got us talking about the career of Reese Witherspoon. And (laughs) what Ah! movie... Yeah, Ah! yeah. yeah, Career. It was a weird night. What movie kind of put her on the map? And somebody said... uh, what did we say? I said Legally Blonde. You, someone, uh, I think I said something before that. Yeah. I can't remember what. But anyway, we got into, uh, 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 I wouldn't say argument, but... Uh, just a you know, Very what, brief discussion. Yeah, what movie really, uh, like, made her a star? So, we're not going to talk about Reese Witherspoon, but we are going to talk about... Sweet Home Alabama. Another, that contem- another contender, what, yeah. That may have been what you said. Maybe it was. Um, so, we're talking about this week... Um, what are some of the best breakout movies? And by that, what I mean is what movies, A, are good movies to watch, but B, took an actor and made them a movie star. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean, like, the first movie they were in, but, like, the movie that really made them a, a, a Hollywood star. Um, I'll go first. Um, the movie, Speed... The actor, Keanu Reeves. Prior to Speed, Keanu was best known as, and rightfully so, uh, the lovable doofus from Bill and Ted. Uh, Up until Speed, he had done Bill and Ted 1 and 2, uh, Point Brank, which is a fantastic movie, and you could argue kind of, it was sort of like his his, uh, uh, rough draft of being an action hero, Uh, And then Bram Stoker's Dracula, where he's mostly remembered for doing a terrible, 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 terrible terrible British accent the entire movie. Uh, He's the one regret Francis Ford Coppola has about that movie. Uh, He wanted to cast a heartthrob in that role. Um, So Speed, Keanu Reeves, uh, it's the movie that made him a bankable star. It made him a name uh, you look at his movies after that, and again, they're not so great, but you have stuff like Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, you have Chain Reaction, which are kind of forgettable action movies, but you can see the clear trend of he's the guy from Speed, now he's going to be an action star. And then obviously, 99, The Matrix, which is the movie that you know glorified him forever, uh, uh, made him rich that he can just pick and choose whatever projects he wants to do. Uh, like, that favor he did for his buddies in their studio. What was that called? Uh, John Reacher? John uh, John something. John something. Dick? Yeah, Yeah. John that Dick. movie. Yeah. Nothing ever came of that, but... Uh, no, uh, so Speed, like, again, I'm not saying it's his best movie, but Speed, to me, is the movie that took Keanu Reeves and made him a bankable name. That made him the name you put on your poster to sell your movie. Uh, it turned him from the doofy comedy guy to like the the uh action hero even though that didn't quite work very well in some of the movies right like dynamonic is a terrible movie it has not aged well uh it, it's like cyberpunk but like 90s cyberpunk so now you just watch it and laugh. a lot of it's neon like, a lot of, like, of neon it's like hackers yeah it's just so bad how ridiculously at of date all their super high-tech shit is now uh chain Reactions not a terrible movie it's sort of like the uh like a man who knew too much kind of scenario um but what about a man who knew too little with bill murray a fantastically underrated film absolutely uh so that's my first uh and i, I think it's a good example my next one i might get some pushback on but that was my first one uh so there you go so mine uh let's kind of just take a look at the resume going up until this breakout performance uh, probably the best movie or best-known movie he'd been in was See No Evil, Hear No Evil, which was a classic team-up of uh, Richard Pryor and uh, Gene Wilder. Those movies, I don't care what you say, those movies are all hilarious. Um, other than that, a lot of TV uh, had a bit part in Glengarry Glenn Ross, but it wasn't until... I mean, he starred in The Ref, but that was really... Everybody knows that was a Dennis Leary movie. Um, but it wasn't until... 1995, when I think Kevin Spacey really took off.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. And
1: I'm not talking about Seven, because he's only in that movie for like no, 38 seconds. No, I know what you're seconds. talking about. It's the motherfucking usual suspects. Oh, yes. As Verbal Kent, he was just, he plays a doofus who becomes huh. he basically becomes criminal Jesus because yeah. he's, Kaiser Sose was this legend that everybody knew about but nobody had ever seen because he kills everybody he's ever met. Um, he's the he's the Thanos of the criminal underworld in Los Angeles in the early 90s. He's just a name and a whisper. And The Usual Suspects is one of those movies, like, I really wish I could go back and watch it again for the first time. Yeah. Not as, like, a 17-year-old who was, like, hanging out with my friends and talking over most of the movie. Yeah. I really wish I could watch that. Like, I really wish we could do... Not even a watch with us. I really wish the four of us could, like, somehow wipe that from our, from our memories and just sit down and fucking watch it. Yeah, it is... To use one of your terms, it's way better than it had any right to be. Because, I mean, it was Brian, one of Brian Singer's first movies. Like, a lot of these guys, like Gabriel Byrne, uh, Chaz Palmieri's kind of dumb. I don't know why I would even reference him. Benicio uh, Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro was fantastic. What, whichever of the shitty Baldwins was in it. <laughs> uh, Kevin not, Pollock was fantastic. Not Alec Baldwin. I think Kevin Pollock is one of the most underrated like comedians and like character actors of all time. Well, yeah, he was in... Uh... He was fantastic, being grumpy and grumpy year old men. Yeah, um, he he was like he everything he did. I just think he's absolutely hilarious, and he kind of just fell off the map. But one of my, and Giancarlo Esposito before Breaking Bad, he was in that as well. So one of my favorite pieces of movie trivia is when they're doing the lineup. The reason they all can't stop laughing. Is because Benicio del Toro kept farting. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. the entire room just fucking stunk, but they all thought it was hilarious, yeah, and so. it worked. It ma- it's one of the it's most great. iconic scenes in film yeah, history. It's, it's fantastic because awesome. when Benicio was talking about like he flipped him, he fl- they're like, "What? What do you say?" Like he flipped him. You know, he flipped him. Yeah, exactly. It's just like yeah. it makes yeah, flipped him. Yeah. It's like it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then that- Kevin Pollak's like. <laughs> give me the van, motherfucker, and just this like, <laughs> is <start, laughs> <laughs> It's just fantastic, and it just, at the end of the movie, you have a whole new appreciation because you, you realize that Kevin Spacey was literally just playing everybody, oh, yeah. making that story up as he went along. You don't know if any of it was true. The only thing you know is that a bunch of dudes got killed, and Kaiser Soze was responsible for it. There was uh, one of those I Love the 90s or something, I remember, like, I caught part of it because they were talking about the usual suspects. And I watched that, and they were like, Kevin Spacey played John Doe and Kaiser Sose the same year. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. Uh, It was a career defining year. Yeah. Well, I mean, Seven was more of a Brad Pitt breakout than anything, but. Yeah. I mean, it was still. He does. For being in that movie for like 10 minutes, he does kind of steal the movie. Like, when he does show up, it's all about him at that point. Yeah, it's almost like Anthony Hopkins in, uh, whatchamacallit? um, Silence of of Light. Yeah. The guy won an Oscar for being in a movie for twenty two minutes, but it's um, fantastic. Great pick, yeah. So my first one is someone that this role helped them shed their skin of being an eighties T V star and blossom into just the mega star that they became. Blossom? So like Joey Lawrence? No. Oh. I swear to God, if you steal the one I was thinking of, I'm I'm actually gonna be proud of you. From Harold and Kumar go to White Castle no, no. Neil Patrick Harris. And it it led to baby. him getting one of the. Uh, hmm. They they cast him because he was available, and they both really liked. Uh, you know, they had this whole thing where John Cho was. Uh, he talks about how much he loved Doogie Hauser, blah blah blah, and then they run into Neil Patrick Harris, and he is just this drugged out, sex crazed maniac. Uh, it actually led to him getting the role of Barney Stinson on How I Met Your Mother because they watched that and they were like, that's our womanizer. And it just helped him just shed this whole fucking, like, thing of being this 80s child star who was, like, continually trying to, like, grasp on to relevance and that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, in the realm of, uh, like, sitcom characters of the 2000s, like, Barney Stinson's up there is one of the best ones. Um, the, the You know, I've always said this about How I Met Your Mother. The worst part of that show was the main character. Yeah. fucking yeah. Ted, oh, Ted fucking, fucking his um, schmojbe, Fucking douchebag. But yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to think, like, you know, he... People were talking about him, like, hosting the, like, daytime shows he hosts. Uh, didn't he host the Oscars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Or, or the Tonys. Yeah, he hosted. I think he's hosted the Tonys a few times now. And then he did... He was on, like, Kelly and Ripa. Yeah. Or Kel- Kelly and Rippa. Kelly Rippa. I think it was live with him and Kelly for a while. And I know he covered, uh... When Kimmel's kid had to go to the hospital, he covered one of the nights for that too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no, he's, he's fantastic at everything he does, yeah, he's amazing. And it was one of those things where if you told me that, like, because it, it was funny seeing him at hero Kumar, I was not expecting him to fucking blow up the way he did, though. Yeah, so, I mean, that was a complete career resurgence, yeah. a la fucking John Travolta and Pulp Fiction. Like, he oh, was just yeah. completely reinvigorated his entire career. Absolutely. There's a topic. So I, meant to mention, to no, like, I meant to mention that to so, you. I meant to be like, yeah, if we're talking about this next week or a week after, we should probably say career resurgence. research yeah, well. yeah, Yeah, Travolta pop with uh, uh, Saturday Night Fever, and then died Greece. off. He was in Greece, and then some other bullshit. But, like, like I would... He, that's an interesting... Because, like, okay, he got famous because of one movie, and then he just dropped off the face of the fucking planet... And then he came back, so what's his, what would you argue is his breakout movie? Is it? Is it Saturday Night Fever, or is it uh, Pulp Fiction? Because one put him on the map, one put him back on the map. Like that's, I don't know if that's the right answer. I'm saying that's, that's an interesting thing to think Write about. Write it down. Yeah. I unclicked it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the barbecue tongs, man. you got to snap them every couple times just to make sure the spring still works. Ah, pick these up. Use them two days ago, <laughs> still work. <laughs> uh, my next one's gonna be a little more—I don't want to say controversial, but like it's gonna be a little more of a stretch. I'm argumentative I'm—I'm gonna, gonna have to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, it's not. I'm gonna say this, and you're gonna look at me like I'm crazy. Just, just let me explain where I'm going. The actor, you all know, I only have to use one of his names. Fucking Arnold. Okay. Tom uh. Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> she oh, lies the stupids <laughs> yeah soul uh, playing fucking McHale's Navy what are you guys talking about Jesus the stupids Mo- McHale's, McHale's Navy. Navy was that Bruce Campbell ooh <laughs> fuck forgot about Bruce Campbell yeah, it's McHale actually Navy. pretty good I'm not gonna lie For, can like, we do a McHale's and, Navy watch with and us? Tim Curry as the second most deadly assassin in the world Jesus uh, Christ can we do a McHale's maybe watch with as us As soon as I get a copy sure I will buy it on DVD yeah. I don't even, actually I might still have it on DVD David Allen Greer is in that movie that movie was to be stacked cast. I'm telling you uh, I'm not talking about that I'm talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger and when I say that name you're probably thinking of either Predator or Terminator and let me tell you why you're wrong The movie that put Arnold on the map and Jingle made him all the way. Yes, because you're gonna be mad because you're gonna get out of this movie. <laughs> and and you want to, to buy another ticket? It's such a long <laughs> you line. ticket. <laughs> uh, that's the joke for people who keep listening every week. Uh, if you're new, you're confused as fuck right now. Uh, no, so the movie that put him on the map. And by that, I mean the movie that that made him not just an actor but a a movie star. Commando. Let me tell you why.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Leading up to Commando, his movie titles were. Hercules in New York, where they literally dubbed over his voice. Uh, and depending which version you have, he may or not may or may not be listed under his real name. Because nobody wanted to spell Schwarzenegger. So they literally called him Arnold Strong and dubbed over his voice. So you can kind of watch that one. Uh, Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, fantastic movies. Mm-hmm. But not a whole lot of acting going on there. He's playing Conan the Barbarian, who is a character who speaks through actions, not words. Red's so it's yeah, it's a lot of... Fighting, which I'm not saying they're bad movies. I love those movies. But not really a breakout role. Uh, he then did Red Sonja, where he's basically playing the same role, but not. Mm-hmm. Um, it was to fulfill his contract to those guys so we he wouldn't have to make a third Conan. He, he had a, star, or a a guest supporting role in Red Sonja. And then Terminator. Terminator's a great movie. It definitely put him out there. But in Terminator, he's playing an emotionless killing machine. Not a lot of personality. I'm not saying he does a bad job. He's great in that role. But Commando was the first movie that came along where Arnold got to just be Arnold. The first over-the-top kill and then a goofy fucking one-liner, Commando. Remember when I told you I'd kill you last? I lied. (laughs) Commando. I eat green berries for breakfast. breakfast? Yeah. Uh... It's the first movie that got to let Arnold just be himself and show personality. It's the first time... Because, again, before this, not that he was doing bad work, but he was playing stoic characters. He didn't really get to just be himself. Commando let him just be Arnold, let him equip the one-liners. It played up the -the over-the-topness of, like, this guy is fucking ridiculous. He shouldn't exist. Like, no one is supposed to be that cut. Uh, But he is, so we're going to play that up. But there's a scene where he literally... Kills a bunch of, like, enemy soldier guys with fucking garden tools. Because Arnold. That, like, anytime you're watching Commando, and if you haven't, stop and go watch it right now. But anytime you watch Commando and you go, how does that work? How did he just swing across an entire shopping mall with a balloon? Because Arnold. That's why. Um When your antagonist is an out-of-shape, <laughs> mustachioed porn star with a leather mesh tight top on. I mean, that's... Who went on to become a Power Rangers villain. He did. Fuck. Let off some steam, Bennett. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was also, and and you can find me on the timeline on this, but I think it's also, the movie Commando is a perfect archetype 80s action movie. Because it it's the one-man army 80s action movie that then got copied and, and repeated over and over and over and over and over again. Um, they turned Rambo into this if you watch First Blood, Rambo is the character, who he's a, a badass soldier with PTSD. Rambo, sorry, Ram in First Blood, he's PTSD. In Rambo First Blood Part 2, because titles are hard uh, <laughs> with that fucking series, that's when he becomes the Rambo we all think of, where he's... Blowing up armored columns with exploding arrows and taking out entire uh, VC camps with a pocket knife, and you know, just that's where he becomes the Rambo we know. What's, what size fucking pockets do you have? That son of a bitch is huge. God damn. <laughs> uh, I mean, I yeah, I would argue that while Commando is a genre-defining movie, I still think his breakout performance was in T2. I think that's really, the movie not so then. That's the movie that made him a worldwide megastar. Mm. That everybody knew exactly who he was. And I know that's what like 92, 93. Yeah. A little later in his career, he was already like in his 40s, but and like I mean, you said, everybody knew about 80s action stars like Predator, Commando stuff like that. Like for us cinephiles, we appreciate it, but I think T2 is the one that put every soccer mom knew who Arnold was after T2. I would argue they already knew who he was by then. It was just the perfect vehicle, but you could definitely make that argument, because that is, I think, still his biggest, like, financial hit. I'm going to steal that soccer mom line here in about ten minutes, too. <laughs> okay. so. Um... Trying to make sure I didn't leave anything out. It's already was that Arnold. Uh, but yeah, no, uh again, I know it's a little bit harder of a pitch because he definitely has a lot more iconic roles but I think Commando is the one that really turned it, it, again he was the roles he had before then were very stoic emotionless characters Commando is the first time Arnold got to just let loose and be Arnold it's the first time we got to and that's that. You know, that's what carried him through to having such a career that's why he, movies like Twins and Kindergarten Cop worked so well is because they played up Arnold's personality. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jingle all the way, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all I got. So my next one, am I up or you up? No, you're up. Okay, so my next one is, I'm going to stay in the 90s, um, so prior to this movie, uh, this gentleman uh, was basically best known for being in every terrible TV pilot ever. Um, he had, what, like one or two episodes on the Golden Girls... One or two episodes on uh, Friends. He was a fucking gay-ass heartthrob doctor who was saving people in ER. But then comes 1996, and we get to see him with one of the more iconic badass, maybe only badass, tribal tattoos. Literally. That actually inspired a couple porn stars. I did not know Wesley Snipes was in those TV shows. You're talking about Blade 2, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blade Blade 2. Blade 2 was a one. Oh, sorry, sorry. But anyways... I am talking about uh, Kentucky's own heartthrob, not dipshit Johnny Depp, but Fuck George yeah. Motherfucking Clooney. Hell yeah! Uh, From Dust Till Dawn, obviously it was partially written and starred Tarantino, but it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Um, it's, in my opinion, my favorite vampire movie ever made, and that maybe just because of Cheech Marin talking about all the different kinds of pussy you can get at the titty cluster, <laughs> um, and it's just fantastic. I mean. Harvey Keitel's in it, like, Juliet Lewis, fucking, obviously, Tarantino. Salma Hayek, between that and Desperado, she became, you know, my favorite, uh, or a mainstay in my, uh... Spank Bank. Spank Bank, yeah. Uh, fucking Cheech Marin was in it, Danny Trejo was in it, Tom Savini as Sex Machine, like, it was just one of those iconic fucking movies that I saw, how did I see it, I think I went to Hollywood Video, and I met, like, we rented something and it didn't work, so we took it back, and my mom was like, "Yeah, just get whatever, and somehow... I got her to get me from Dust Till Dawn. And me and my buddy sat up, and there were just titties and vampires everywhere. And vampires were exploding. None of it made any sense. But goddammit, it was fucking awesome. My, my, Psychos don't just explode when lights hit them, okay? <laughs> my uncle uh, had this massive, like, B-horror collection. But he had, like, a few things in there. And I was like, from dust Till Dawn? I was probably, I don't know, 15, so it was 2000. And my cousin's like i haven't actually watched that and i was like well and we looked at the list of people in it, and i was like it's rodriguez you know we'd seen desperado at that point, and he was like okay and we talked about this a few weeks ago it is one of the best movies to go in blind to yep. yeah yeah because that fucking you think it's a heist movie and then halfway through uh it just takes that fucking left turn good fucking pick and it's so good like like I said, uh Clooney was just like this bit TV actor who was good looking, but this shows range it, it becomes an action movie. he's like a comedy actor he's just it's drama it's everything wrapped into one. It's not quite big trouble in Little China, but it's <laughs> in the same universe what, and what did he do between that and Batman? Let's look. I know he had like uh, some so the peacemaker outside, peacemaker that was it, literally peacemaker, and he was on one episode of South Park. And that's all he did. He had one fine day, whatever that was. With that with um Michelle Pfeiffer. Was it Michelle Pfeiffer? I thought it was. Let's see. It is that was right when he got cast in that yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Wow, yeah, no, that's yeah. <clears throat> but I mean he went on to do Out of Sight, whatever. That that movie was pretty good. It was a heist movie too. Uh Spike it. Ocean's Eleven. You know, Ocean's Eleven maybe gave him more mainstream success. I would argue he was already started by Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, because... I would agree. As bad as the movie is, or as okay as the movie is, Batman Forever made... Or Batman and Robin made him a household name. It was more of a joke thing, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, the movie was so bad. Just like Schwarzenegger. It's just like, really? Like... I mean, like, the joke with Clooney now is that he does all those Nespresso commercials to fund a satellite that... Goes over terrorist training camps and this or child something over in over Sudan. He's I don't know. He's a humanitarian. He's kind of a dickhead too. So as long as he's not really talking, he's fine. But as, as long he's as he's a, acting and talking. Exactly. As long as he's not just giving his own opinion, because I don't care about that. But I mean, movies like The Descendants. That movie was weird, but it was pretty good because he was in it. Michael Clayton was awesome. Like, I don't give a shit about lawyers, really, but that was a really good movie. Men Who at Goats was fucking weird. I think it was, <laughs> it was weird. Uh, Did you see... Uh, Monuments, man. The American. I don't know where Where is, is the assassin? Like, on vacation? I think I think it's him in that. That was a good one. But no, no, because, that, that, well, yeah... I was trying to think what he did between... The American, yeah, okay. ...Dust Till Dawn and, and Batman. No, yeah, there's really not a whole lot in there. So, yeah, no, that's, that's... That's solid, man. Fun trivia. That whole role was supposed to be John Travolta. And what? From Dust Till Dawn? Dust Till Dawn. So, Tarantino, at the same time, was writing for uh, Pulp Fiction and for... Um, Jackie Brown? Dust Till Dawn. Okay. And he met with Travolta... Um, and he pitched him, he's like, cause that point was when Travolta was kind of in his, his down, like the career was kind of like sunset and he's like, no man, you're too good for this. I'm bringing you back. I've got this amazing role for you. Can't wait to put you in this. It's going to be great. It's something you haven't ever done before. People are going to see you in a whole new light. It's going to be fantastic. And then he hands him the script for dust till dawn. And Travolta's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass, man. I don't think so. Uh, and then s- somehow got a hold of Pulp Fiction. He's like, yes, I want to pass on that vampire thing, but this Pulp Fiction thing you got, that looks kind of cool. And literally, that's how it happened. That's how he ended up in Pulp Fiction, is he he passed on Dust Till Dawn. Huh. Which is amazing that you go from, I, I'm too good to be in a vampire movie, but I'm okay to be in a movie with, you know, man-on-man rape with a gimp. And a chick Odin and me just doing the twists and all these weird dances. And getting shot to death down. after I take a dump. Yeah. I mean, it's John Travolta, so who knows what he was thinking. But no, that's... uh, Yeah, I mean, that was Scientology creeping in around that time. Probably cocaine. Lots and Copious amounts. Copious amounts of cocaine. All right. Um, This last one, we are actually coming up on his 20th anniversary of being an actor. Uh, I I really think he'd done bit parts and stuff. He had one or two small starring roles and Things You've Never Heard Of. Uh, he his debut was as Jake in Sex in the City. Uh, he did a few episodes of Law and Order. He was a bit part in Wedding Crashers. Bit part in Failure to Launch. Um, I, I don't want to say it because you're gonna know if I say this movie. It's a movie I, I I love, but I really think a bit part in Wedding Crashers. A bit part in Wedding Crashers for Walking? No. <laughs> <laughs> I really think. His breakout role was as Phil in The Hangover, Bradley Cooper.
0: Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. He absolutely. D- he'd done
1: a lot of TV in the movie. I didn't want to say... He is the fiancé who's like the creepy, like the weird fiancé yeah. in Wedding Crashers. Sacklodges, yeah. Yeah. And I... Which yeah, is weird because they, when What's-His-Name was right in the movie, he's like, I knew a bunch of girls in high school that were all sacklodges, which are whores, but yeah. And, uh, you know, he was Ben in What Hot American Summer. He is... Uh, he stars in Midnight Meat Train, which I think is a severely underrated it's horror movie. movie. But It is good. It it goes off the rails. Ha <laughs> ha, pun intended. <Ba-dum>. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I thought uh, it was good. Yeah. Um, it's just sad that he was too embarrassed to actually promote it. Yeah. Um, but, like, he went from doing stuff like that to doing The Hangover, and it was like, that movie hit fucking hard he became a household name like no that that instantly he went from bit part or supporting role to being the leading man yeah yeah like th- there's a direct line between that and shit like the uh, team looking at his imdb after the hangover do you know how many tv shows he's done zero one and it was when he hosted snl <laughs> i thought wasn't he on the first episode of what was that movie he did about taking the pill to unlock his um, brain he, oh is he in that uh, he's done in, like, a pilot episode. I think he's uncredited for his, uh... Okay. Yeah. They got canceled after, like, one season because the show was dog shit. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. He was in four episodes of that? So, apologies. Now, two well, TV shows. Is, is it like... Wait, the show was use... called Apologies? That doesn't sound no, right. <laughs> I said Apologies because he's done two TV shows. But, no, it's uh, Limitless, and... yeah. Limitless. He... Did they just use footage from the movie in some episodes? No. Like he, he actually credit? like sits down and talks to the other guy, which doesn't make any fucking sense that they have the pill again, because in the movie, he says he found out a way to where he doesn't have to take the pill. Never seen it. Yeah, and The movie's actually decent. I've heard it's good. I just yeah. haven't gotten to watch it. The Nero's a fuckstick, yeah. like always, so I was glad to see him kind of get Yeah, and it's at like him. A-Team, Limitless, The Hangover sequels, Place Beyond the Pines, Silver Lining Playbook... Silver so really, Lake um, fantastic. Was his Oscar? Yeah, American Hustle. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, dude has just yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians. He's fucking Rocket. Um, Which shows you how secure in your career you are when someone says, "Hey, we want you to be the voice of a foul-mouthed, talking mercenary raccoon," and you're like, "Yeah, okay, cool." I, uh, but I was like, "How much?" <laughs> I get you need me for a week. Okay. Oh, and apparently his whole thing was. Because he used to do, um, like, stand-up comedy. And yeah. he would do a lot of impersonations was kind of his thing before he got into yes. acting. Yeah. So, um, I'm a... I think my wife's home. <laughs> what makes you say that? <laughs> the uh, alarm is going off. Both of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's... <laughs> no, that's a good one, man. Yeah. I like Definitely. it. Definitely, yeah. Um, I've got one more, but it's kind of a softball pitch. Right. And I, it's kind of a no-duh. Um, and I always say that because it, it, it's a role that now you mention this actor and you you immediately go to this role, um, but they it isn't like we're like okay Chris Hemsworth I say that name and you think Thor automatically because he hasn't really had a lot of successful roles outside of that um, I love him uh, I wish him the I can't wait to go see Men in Black next weekend um, but like and I'm not dogging on him but just like a lot of the stuff he's done outside of the MCU has kind of fell flat um he does he was the best part of the Ghostbusters movie. yeah it, it's not all been bad that uh 12 warriors uh, what's that war movie he did that we once saw 12 12 horses something so. like that anyway that was a good Horse movie soldiers. yeah yeah he, he was good he was right. at that whatever the hell it's called um but he he was made by being thor and his career is sustained sadly uh, by being thor this the person i'm talking about is they had success before that <clears throat> um they'd already done the superhero thing before that they could have gone on having a a nice quiet career and you know eventually they've blown up huge but chris evans captain america uh, he wasn't a completely unknown actor before that. He'd been best known for not another, not another teen movie. Uh, Fantastic. With, t- totally underrated. It's right before those parody movies just went into dog shit territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was like those in the fr- it was like that in the first two scary movies. Yeah, and then it just off the rails. Um, he'd been Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. So, like, normally in your career, you get one superhero role. Uh, if you're really lucky and it's a bad superhero role, you get to do it over again. Uh, Josh Brolin got to do it over again. Ryan Reynolds. Ben Affleck. Uh, If you're really lucky, you'll get a second shot at it. Uh, Chris Evans was really lucky, and his... Not that his Johnny Storm was bad, but those movies were not good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You have to give credit to The Losers. The Losers was fantastic. The Losers is fucking awesome. But he's a bit (laughs) carried. I know, but it's still so fucking good. I'm not saying it, it, but... You jump to then Captain America, and now he's a household name. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, absolutely. Yeah, probably the most uh, I would say outside of Robert Downey Jr. Probably like you, you, th- you think Marvel, you think Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. Right? Well, now. we've had this talk before. Is that the MCU up until that? Well, up until Captain Marvel has been perfectly cast. Like all the main heroes were fantastic. Like worth is store, Chris Evans is Captain America, fucking, uh, even Sebastian Stan is Bucky. Like, nobody gave a shit about Bucky in the comics until he killed Cap, you yeah. know? Nobody gave a fuck. But now he's awesome. He was a household name. He's fantastic. People went into the movie wishing for the best because they knew who Bucky was. So, I mean, they just, even what's as nuts is uh, Falcon. Like, it's, it's fantastic. Everything they've done has been spot on, other than maybe Carol Danvers, but, whatever. Everybody knows I've got a beef with that whole fucking movie, but... <laughs> I think you just have a beef with Brie Larson. And I liked Brie Larson and fucking Scott Pilgrim. And uh, what was that movie where she lived in like a shed with that little girl for like 11 years or whatever? So they her? were both like kidnapped victims or something? Yeah. I don't know. Room, not the room. Very important. Another movie with <laughs> a very important the distinction. Uh, because Room and The Room, very different movies. Uh, <laughs> and not Panic Room. Yes. Which was badass with fucking, uh, uh... Jodie Foster? Jodie Foster. Yeah, but Guitars and Cadillacs. Um, Country Singer. Played Raul. I know you're talking about. Uh, uh I and mean, isn't... Is Anton Yelchin in that?
0: No, it's Jared Leto.
1: Okay. And, well, no, Who plays her kid? It's a little girl. It's, I thought, uh, you know? Kristen Stewart, isn't it? Okay. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> random shit who plays Raul god damn it we've now entered the look that up on IMDB in our phone section of the store so if you're at home uh, go ahead and pull out your phone Dwight Yoakam. how did <laughs> I not god damn it <laughs> <laughs> he was fantastic Raul but anyways yeah, yeah sorry I didn't mean to the, hijack the conversation that's how the show goes okay. that's what we do Go Fair, down the further hole. down the rabbit hole yeah good choices yeah Any it was idea. worth definitely that was, that was Captain America, absolutely. Evans is Captain America. Evans, not Hemsworth. Hemsworth is Thor, yeah. <laughs> Although, if casting had gone differently, because <laughs> Hemsworth did go out for Cap. That's true. I still think, uh, there's, out of morbid curiosity, I still really wish I could, could have seen Captain America with John Krasinski in the role. You did, 13 hours. <sighs> Fair. <laughs> no, if I had the Rick and Morty alternate universe portal gun, I would definitely jump to a universe where that happened. Because, yeah, that's... And and, and I'm still holding out hope we'll get Krasinski in the MCU somewhere. Uh, I think he'd be a cool Mr. Fantastic. Because there should be Taskmaster. Oh, stop. That would be badass. I only have so many recipients to put on. I actually hadn't considered. He needs to be a villain. He needs to shed. I mean, I know he tried to shed the the Jim Halpert thing with 13 hours, but he was still like a goody two shoes good guy. He needs to be a villain. I think the only way you get him in a movie now is if you let him direct one, which I'm fine with, because uh, Quiet Place was fantastic. Uh, but anyway, uh, so if there aren't any other suggestions, since we're a little short on time, I'm going to throw this bomb out there, and we're just going to discuss. So we're okay. on breakout roles. Okay. okay. So the movie that turned an actor into a movie star, we're going to reverse engineer this one, Bill fucking Murray. Meatballs. Really? Caddyshack. Okay. Okay. Mm, mm, yeah. Well, I mean, Ghostbusters, but I think Meatballs was his first big hit outside of Saturday, or, excuse, Saturday Night with the Primetime Players. <sighs> I'm still going to say, because uh, Caddyshack is such an iconic movie. Yeah, but he's the. I think it's more of a Chevy Chase vehicle than it is a Bill Murray. He's a great supporting character in yeah. it. True, but it's what you were just saying about uh, Spacey as John Doe. I mean, he steals the movie in the twenty minutes. He's yeah, in. but I did, That wasn't his breakup performance, though. His breakout yeah. performance was yeah. his Usual Suspects. Yeah, fair. I argue Ghostbusters, and the only reason because I, he he built up a name as like a dependable comedian, but Ghostbusters was the film that turned him from he's good in comedies to. He will sell your movie. Well, what, what was mm-hmm. that weird Jarmusch movie where he's with uh, uh, what's her name with Black Widow? Jeremy Johnson. Oh, uh, uh, lost, in, lost translation. in translation. Like I know a lot of people say that like, that is his big breakout, like dramatic. Yeah, yeah, if you want that, to talk dramatic roles, yeah, that's right yeah, yeah. That movie sucked, but uh, I mean, he was still funnier than Hell when he was trying to do the whiskey thing. Like the, <laughs> the he's like they got talks for thirty-seven minutes, and all she says was "try harder." That's all he said. But I don't know, like, Meatballs, I think, is... I mean, it is... It's a terrible 80s movie, but I think it's underrated. But, I mean, it, it is overshadowed by Ghostbusters. Well, for that, for sure. it's, there's Meatballs is also one of the... Like, the, Ghostbusters was, like, the culmination of so many people's careers to that point. It's fun to go back and look at. Look at the trajectory of Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Hale Ramis, Ivan Reitman. They keep circling each other. You'll get, like two or three of them on a project like meatballs stripes caddyshack Mm, stripes uh, animal animal house Uh, like they all kind of like are in the same circle but they don't all come together until that movie and then that's when all of them suddenly blew up huge and now you're a bankable star yeah it was the perfect storm it's fair ghostbusters i think you just wanted an excuse to talk about ghostbusters which I is fun. I don't ever need an excuse to talk about Ghostbusters. <laughs> I mean I'm always down to talk about Ghostbusters. But no, I just I, it's that's a fun time waster game of uh, no. just throw out a name and okay what, what what was their breakout movie? Um I just knew with this crowd Bill Murray would be a fun guy. Yeah, bit. fuck it, we got time, let's do another one. Alright, go. Whitney <laughs> <laughs> Whitney Gemma Del Toro Blade 2. <laughs> throw out an axer <laughs> We already did George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> There's like five million actors. Give us one Colin more. Farrell. Okay. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Phone Colin booth. Farrell. Oh. Phone booth was way better than it had any right to be. Because it's literally a guy in a phone booth talking on a phone okay, to man, an yeah. unseen now, now I'm trying to remember what movies Colin Farrell did other than Daredevil. Which is definitely not a breakout movie. Uh, In Bruges is my favorite God, effort. In Bruges is fucking good. That is a fantastic Oh, movie. no, no. Clearly, it's SWAT. Uh, oh, SWAT was awesome. <laughs> that's an under- criminally underrated movie. You just said that because of Jeremy Renner. I'm getting to that. It's criminally <laughs> underrated. It's a fun action movie. But it is. it's also great if you get just tipsy enough and... Think of it as an MCU, MCU movie, because then it's the story of uh, that time Hawkeye and Bullseye were partners working for Nick Fury. Yes. Yes. That movie is so good. And I love Cool J's in there. Yes, he is. And Michelle Rodriguez, I think? Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing every Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. 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 Just <laughs> being <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, God, hmm. I mean, Minority Report was good, too. I was going to say for sake of... But it wasn't... He was... He was, a, he was, he was, he was, was the big antagonist. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say for sake of argument, um... Yeah. God, he's done some shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he has. Yeah. I was going to say Alexander, but... Oof, no. 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 It was bad. No. I didn't no. even, <laughs> And uh, You know how bad that movie is? It's so bad that I refused... I didn't refuse to watch it, but I just, I just didn't. Even though it has Val Kilmer in yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, the, if you want to talk about him, yeah, the the three that have been talked about: phone booth, Daredevil, and SWAT are your three choices. Phone booth. Uh, no, I yeah. Phone I booth like phone booth is his breakout. Phone booth is definitely up there because phone booth is. So, I mean, obviously it doesn't work now because nobody uses a fucking phone booth, but it is a fantastic movie about a guy trapped in a phone booth, being faced with his own terrible choices. By an un a villain you never see. It feels very Hitchcockian. Yes, which is, it feels like Rear Window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Because his whole life is put on display, and he's forced to make those hard it, choices. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, and the thing is, it's not even like it. It looks gritty. Yeah, and I, you know, it, the camera moves in a lot of the shots and shit. And I mean, I really enjoy that. So, a great voice performance from uh, Kefir Sutherland. Yeah, thank you. Because uh, I don't. He doesn't actually you ever appear. Seen yeah. Does he? Yeah. He just says the voiceover is is the other guy on the phone, yeah yeah it's awesome, awesome. yeah uh, nice. I'm happy with the phone booth yeah I can see that uh, he, and he's another guy that had another like Travolta. he like there was that time in like the early aughts where he was like on the rise and like he he had his comic book movie because you had to do that at the time uh and then he just kind of fell off. I thought he was really underrated as bullseye too like I thought he was fantastic. When he's not doing the stupid goofy shit that Daredevil sometimes gets into, yeah, like, no, he's, he's, you could do a lot worse than that and that, that casting for that role. Yeah. Brad Pitt. As Bullseye? No, I'm just saying Brad Pitt uh, as, well, as we're, we're doing <laughs> Brad Pitt now? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I say Fight Club. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, Seven was fantastic, but interview I think... A, interview with a Vampire? Twelve Monkeys don't mm. get me wrong stand. 12 monkeys he does he's a very eccentric character but i really think fight club
0: because i mean yeah, you can't none. say
1: fucking uh what's that other tarantino tarantino movie um his first one uh true romance true romance yeah because no. i mean Everybody says that's a breakout performance, but he's only in it for like what, this, five minutes. He's the stoner on the couch. Yeah. It's funny now because, like, hey, look, it's Brad Pitt. Is the stoner guy on the couch. And yeah. like, film on the Wii's, he's good in that, but he's the, he's just, yeah. he's he's the meat for them to Google over for a minute. Yeah. I mean, and then he's gone. California's good, but again. It was kind of a knockoff of Natural Born Killers. Oh, thing. yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, cool yeah, World. Would, huh? Cool World. Yeah, or, uh, yeah. Cool World was awesome. Yeah. For like underground comic movies that was on USA at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch like Duckman and uh, Silk get... Stockings, and then Cool World or Tank Girl would come don't on. Don't forget God. about the uh, Don't forget about the TV series of Weird Science. Vanessa yeah. Angel. Mm. Yeah. Weird Science was awesome. Holy shit, he was on the uh, Freddy's Nightmares TV series. <laughs> no, no, I think you're right, dude. I think Fight Club is where he hit that like level of. His name on the poster of a Stella movie kind of stardom. Yeah, it's, yes. I mean, the thing is, he he did a lot of good stuff like Interview with the Vampire, Legends of the Fall, Seven, Twelve Monkeys, Sleepers, Legends of the Fall. Yeah. Uh, being John Malkovich. I mean, he Meet Joe Black. I because you could argue like Meet Joe Black wasn't good, but it fucking sold tickets because he was in it. Were those yeah. pre Fight Club? Yeah, that's Shit. everything pre Fight Club. Wow. Fuck. Uh, seven years in Tibet. Mm. Yeah, uh, I mean, he did a bunch of shit. Like, yeah, but then 94- after Fight Club, that's when he did Ocean's Eleven and yeah. all that shit too. Was, so. But then it goes like Fight Club, Snatch, The Mexican Spy Game. So you could you, what, could you could say yeah, you could make the argument he was he was again known as being like solid actor, not necessarily like movie star. Yeah, yeah. and then the distinction they made is like there's plenty of people who are great and stuff they're in. But they've never been like the marquee name of that, like that old uh, Hollywood mentality of just like put their face and their name on a poster and, and then will sell, sell the tickets. movie. Yeah, it's like J.K. Simmons. I I think he's one of the greatest character actors yes. of all time. Oh, he's fucking amazing. But he's only ever starred in like maybe Whiplash. Like he's kind of the yeah. co-star. It's really more about Miles Teller. But and uh, even the accountant, like he's in it, but it's not about him. But he's fantastic in it. So. That's another thing. Best character actors. We need to do mm. that too. I'm going to get weird with that one. Oh, Can yeah. I just say Bruce Campbell over and over again? No, you can't. He's a leading man now. The, sma- done, well, the now? smaller the movie, the bigger the part. <laughs> now he's hosting the Ripley's Believe It or Not. I guess Dean Cain was busy and couldn't do the new season <laughs> of Ripley's. What the fuck was Dean oh, Cain doing? Dean Cain has gone like hardcore Christian. Aww, so He did. always was though. Yeah. He's always been a conservative. He's just getting paid for it now. Yeah, he always has been. He's kind of like Tim Allen, like they've always been. And uh, Dennis Miller, they've always been conservative. Tim Allen as well. Um, and they're just... The political climate's just making everybody lose their fucking mind. That it's clown is, world. Well, well, no, Julius, he's he's well, done that fucking... Uh, he did those, like, God's Not Dead movies. Yeah, but that's... Well, uh so saying, did Kevin Sorbo. Ever, right. ever since God's Not Dead made... Like four hundred times its budget back. There's a whole new market, like niche market now of films that are catering to the the hardcore uh, Christian movie audience because you get stuff like was it that? Left Behind with Kurt Cameron? Well, yeah, Rush. well, and then and then they remade it with Nicolas Cage. Uh, yeah, uh, what was that one? Uh, the Miracle uh, with the kid who falls through the ice and he ends up in the. It came out just this past year. Yeah, it made a but, shit ton of money. because it, it it was the the um, the best performer of that week yeah. on uh, uh, Fantasy Movie League. Yeah. But yeah, so there's this whole like market of those movies now, and yeah, Dean Cain and Kevin Sorbo were kind of mixing it up in that because hey, it's a paycheck. Uh, and I'm not saying they don't believe in the message of the movie, but like now they can have that as their like message in their core and get paid. Yeah. For it. I mean, he's like you can't. I mean, he's like Tyus going on fucking Fox News all the time. So <laughs> did you fucking hear about that? What? Uh, Tyrus is they Fox News fired him because he's been accused of sexual harassment. Fuck. He was so <laughs> awesome on good on Greg Gutfield man. He was a he was on there all the time. Dude is a lot older than I thought he. Was. He's forty five. He's a lot smarter than I thought yeah. he was too. For a dude who used to dance on TV, yeah. You know he's like Rikishi. He made the best of a terrible character. Oh fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, like you knew we'd talk about wrestling somehow at some point. I mean, you are wearing a Baylor Club T-shirt or Baylor Club. Goddamn right, I am. Fuck yeah! It's one of the few times I'm not wearing a fucking wrestling T-shirt. I almost wore my. Uh, There's a new champ. Yes, there is shirt. <laughs> Kofi. So with that, we're out of topics today. Uh, thanks for sticking in, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you're listening to this, hit us up on the show and tell us. Uh, either way you want to do it give us a name name an actor and we'll tell you what we think their role is or uh, do it the way we did it um, or if you disagree with us uh, go fuck yourself mm-hmm. as always what right now uh, so thanks for hanging <laughs> can, can out us be Whitney with like four exclamation points <laughs> thanks to my wife for the assist uh, I, I fucking love that she said George Clooney yeah we already did George Clooney totally didn't plan that uh, <laughs> thanks for listening thanks for sticking in and as always Thank you for being
0: a friend travel